0: Hey, you found us, the Dimwits Podcast. Listen, uh, we're going to get the show roll on the roll off the ground, uh, in the air, someplace. We're going to do something with the show uh, in just a minute. But I thought I would just take a quick second to invite you, the listener, uh, to make this a regular thing. You know, come back and visit us again. Now, the easy way to do that is to hit that subscribe button. I don't know what podcast service you're using but there should be a subscribe button somewhere and that makes it easy for you now remember you don't need permission and you don't need me to tell you what to do but we would like some subscriptions that would be nice that's a vote of confidence we'd also like to hear from you and if you have a chance there's a phone number at the top of our website you can go there and you can dial that number and leave a voicemail give us suggestions about the topics that you'd like to hear uh, debating intelligence was one of the suggestions that was presented. Another one was uh, forensic. What was it? Forensic. I don't remember. Uh, but we've got a lot of suggestions that have been put out and suggested. A uh, voicemail has been left. No, I'm lying. You might be the first, though. You might be the first. So, please, you know, contact us. Email, voicemail, whatever, or just hit that subscribe button. Okay. Well. Enough of your time. Here we go with the next episode of Two Dimwits.
1: Conversations are an opportunity to learn and grow, not compete. Thousands of years after his death, the ancient philosopher Socrates is still considered to be one of the wisest men who ever lived. One of the reasons for this is his belief that the only thing that he was certain of was that he knew nothing. And this was the driving force in his conversations and his openness to learn. When you engage in genuine conversation, it should be a familiar process to thinking. Thinking things over is essentially listening to yourself as you explore two sides of an issue. So, in a way... You're creating your own internal dialogue, which can be difficult since you need to accurately represent both sides while also remaining objective in your conclusions. This is one big reason why people talk to each other, so that they can more easily present two sides of an issue and come To a conclusion. Even children do this. If one kid thinks that it would be fun to get up on the roof, they might suggest this idea to a friend who then points out the danger of that idea. The conversation that ensues allows the children to debate the issue and to think about the consequences, to take on a new perspective, to consider how likely it is that someone would fall and hurt themselves and hopefully two brains are better than one and both children would agree that it's a bad idea to play on the roof however conversations often don't go this way instead one person will think that their ideas are correct, or perhaps both people do, and they operate with that assumption in a closed-minded fashion and refuse to listen and to treat the dialogue as anything other than a competition that they need to win in order to validate their own presuppositions and preconceived ideas. So, rather than hearing what the other person has to say, they'll be thinking about what they're going to say next like it's some kind of a competition and that their only objective is to upend the other person. This is why the first rule of being a dimwit is to listen to what others have to say while presuming that you have something to learn from them. An easy tip for being a better conversationalist is to listen and then summarize or recap out loud what the other person has just said. This serves multiple purposes. It helps to assure that what you've heard was correct, while also helping it to stick in your memory. It also reduces the likelihood of distorting or oversimplifying the ideas in order to suit your side of the conversation. And it also would allow that other person, when they hear you repeat what they said, to modify or even change their own opinion. Sometimes the truth hurts, and it's painful to take information that means you have to change your ideas or your preconceptions. And that's because many people cannot separate their ideas from their identity. And when you get your ideas and your identity mixed up together, then you get hurt when somebody attacks your idea. You feel as if they're attacking you personally. But this is the price that we all must pay to be a part of the beautiful process of learning and growing. Conversation helps us to evolve as human beings. It trains us in empathy. It makes us more efficient and creative. And it forges real and deep social bonds. Now, this is beginning to change because of technology. Technology has changed our lives tremendously. No one can deny that, and in some ways, for the better, and for some ways, for the worse. Even though a great deal of this new technology, like smartphones and social media, is supposed to bring us together, it actually makes us lonelier in the end. That's what the psychologists are now telling us. Studies have shown that even even a muted cell phone sitting on the table can have an impact on a conversation. If even if you're speaking with a friend, it changes the nature of the conversation. Knowing that your attention may be needed and that you could be drawn away from that conversation at any moment makes us revert to superficial conversations and stay away from more sensitive or emotional topics. Ultimately, these new ways of interacting can have dire consequences. Studies have shown that college students are now displaying up to 40% fewer signs of empathy when interacting with other people than was the case just 20 years ago. To make matters worse, social media is changing what people expect from friendship. For instance, uh, the dean of Holbrook School in upstate New York asked 60 students what they valued most in a friend, and the majority said it was someone who could make them happy or make them laugh. Only three mentioned trust, caring for each other, or kindness. According to developmental psychologists, it's only when we have absolutely no distractions that our deeper thoughts and feelings begin to surface. Real solitude activates the part of our brain responsible for incorporating meaning. Incorporating meaning into our lives is essential for establishing identity. Sadly, people raised in the digital media age have reportedly been less able to identify who they are and have reported not being able to feel like themselves unless they're involved in some kind of online activity. They need to share their emotions online in order to feel it themselves, or so they say. We also need solitude for genuine self-reflection. For example, when we keep a journal and we reflect on our lives, we express our honest feelings and reflect on the situation in more of an honest way. In contrast, when we share information online through some kind of blog, newsfeed, or social media, what we're concerned about in the back of our minds is what other people might think or say when they read what we've written. Will they judge what we post? That's the question. So we're a little less honest and instead we enter into a kind of performance mode like an actor wearing a mask. Our empathy is also under threat. And if we want to save it, we must rediscover solitude. But when it comes to being able to empathize with others, being alone is important for everyone, not just the introvert. It's only when we are comfortable with ourselves by ourselves that we can genuinely see others and listen to what they have to say. Research has shown that in this virtual environment our ability to form stable attachments to one another declines and we start to feel isolated and frustrated rather than empathetic and connected. Again, digital media is the culprit It hurts our chances of developing the patience and empathy necessary to maintain real relationships. Instead, it trains us to be absent-minded as we swipe to the next profile. Another thing that the internet can remind us of is our need to be able to disagree and openly discuss issues. We need to agree to disagree. This hesitancy to discuss controversial topics has also seeped through into the real world and into our real lives. In the United States of America, it is quite standard now for both Republicans and Democrats to shy away from talking about issues with which those people they're talking to may have a different political point of view and why in order to avoid conflict. Today, by using online services and checking those little boxes related to the terms and conditions that we never really read, we're surrendering our privacy in the name of convenience. This concerns our physical location, too. There are some programs out there. When you check that little box, it allows your friends to keep track of you where you are via the GPS capacities of your mobile phone. This further reduces any sense of privacy, since your online friends, who are not necessarily close, can follow your every movement, literally. And believe me, the governments and other companies can hack into that information, too. Whatever you're doing, reading a book or working on a presentation, or just cleaning the closet, sweeping the floor. The best advice is to remove all distractions. Turn off the phone, turn off the TV, turn off the computer, and be in the present moment. Focus entirely on the activity that you're involved in. Investing this focused time into your activity will help you perform it better and keep you calmer. Turn it into a form of meditation and you start to open up your creative side of your mind, the right side of your brain, stop using the left side. Psychologists have also found that this kind of solitude or meditation aids creativity. When our brains are enslaved by a constant urge to react to stimulus in the environment, they're free to imagine and to create. Digital devices are useful, but we must learn to use them without losing our ability to think deeply and our ability to be creative, to relate to one another through authentic conversation and to feel empathy and love towards one another. These things are being sacrificed in the name of convenience, just like our privacy is. And it's time that we reclaim both of our privacy and our conversations with one another. We need to reclaim our emotions. We need to reclaim our creativity. We need to reclaim our empathy. And to do that, it starts by being a dimwit. Stop being caught up in the social media world, in the computer-driven society, to the point where you're not able to separate your own identity from this technology. Unplug yourself from the matrix. Now that's being a dimwit. But you'll be grateful And you'll be happier and you'll have better relationships if you do.
2: yeah é... to tell you I must at need. You've got me thinking, you've got me thinking. There were times I thought that I was sinking, I was sinking. But I'll always That you got me thinking, you got me thinking. There were times I thought that I was sinking, I was sinking. But I'll always want to be in that position where I, where I.
0: end of the podcast. I'm impressed. That's quite an accomplishment. But you know what? There's one thing I want to remind you. Go ahead and subscribe to the service today using whatever podcast service you prefer. And remember, this is important. Remember, no permission is necessary. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast?